It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Enthusiasm on three, two, one. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going we were gonna yell. I, I wasn't really sure what that was going to entail, so I was unprepared. All right, ready? <laughs> three, two, one. I had no idea what was going on, but it is. Go ahead. Ah! Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the enthusiasm that we have for our latest season of Barely in Topic is uh, transmittable. <laughs> Does that mean it's a disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that would describe us pretty well. We're a disease that you should have taken a medication for, but you didn't, and now it's chronic. <laughs> Season seven, here we are. And uh, of course, I am VA. I'm the mother of pit bulls. I have a sleeping one behind me. And of course, I'm the captain of this podcast, doing just about everything but getting everybody coffee. And saying anything really smart, but that's okay. And I'm here, of course, with <laughs> Jeff. Hello. Tim. Hello there. And oh my God, can you believe it? It's Nick. Oh yeah. Now, just to, to clean up a little bit of something, Nick, how was Newport? Oh, Okay. Wow, has it been that long since I've been on a podcast? Yes, yep. it has. Um, <laughs> Newport changed my life because I think about it probably once every other day. It was so much fun. Uh, VA, you were an amazing host. And technically, you you were hosting at someone else's home, which is like double dose of difficulty. Um, but you, uh, <laughs> if, that was so weird, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, no, Newport was fantastic. I, I've told my girlfriend that we need to go to Newport. She's like, let's go to Boston. I'm like, okay, Boston's cool. Newport's cooler. <laughs> yeah, like Newport is, um, it's a way more chill place than Newport, mm -hmm. uh, than, than Boston is. And you can actually find a place to park your car if you need to and just go around all day. I mean, we played car tag <laughs> yeah a little, bit. a little bit of shuffling involved but it was uh i've had worse parking situations in knoxville tennessee so uh, very minor inconvenience uh, yeah we you know that one day we walked like eight miles it was crazy yeah. it was just bonkers we walked eight miles that day but anyway i we will now have this catchphrase forever west street is a two-way street it is Which it shouldn't be but West Street is a two-way street. It it should be. It's barely a one-way street. Yeah. And it's a two-way street with parking. Yeah. Oh, oh my yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm worried if two Vespas are going down there, let alone two standard-sized vehicles. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so crazy. But anyway, okay. So, yes, it's been that long. Nick's back. We're here to talk about hockey. So, you know, here's the great thing. We only have to talk about one game because it's the beginning of the season. I guess I should preface this by saying that we're going to change things up a little bit this season. We've talked about this a little bit before, but we will talk about it again. 
we're going to go to an every other week format for our sanity and yours. There are like a million podcasts out there now. A million Boston podcasts. I mean, there's like, there's got to be like 500 podcasts for every hockey team, it seems. And it wasn't always like that. Seven years ago when we started, there were barely any. I was going to say we were like one of maybe a half dozen at most. (laughs) Yes, yes. It can be um, a little bit of a grind sometimes to to watch the game. And if this is not your professional job, you feel like you have to watch all the games. You have to know everything, blah, 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 blah. And you have to talk about it every week. And then you have to put out an episode and the blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Your mental health like really gets affected by that sometimes because you're just like, oh, no, I can't get this episode out on time for whatever reason because life happens. And then you feel like... Well, you're letting people down. You know what? We're not letting people down. We're just going to talk about things a little bit differently this year and do it a little bit differently. So so one of the great things that we're going to do is we're not going to watch every game as if our lives depended upon it. Because we might actually just want to sit back and watch some games for enjoyment. So that means that you, the listener, get to vote on some games that we get uh, that we have to watch and talk about. So that we could talk about the things that are more interesting. Like, for instance, none of us, none of us want to talk about a game against Buffalo. We just don't, you know? No, and we're just done with teams like New Jersey and then the Caps and the Isles. We just don't want any part of that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, last year's divisional alignment was interesting and everybody wanted to go away from that. (laughs) <laughs> as quickly as possible <laughs> it was uh it was needed and now it's no longer needed and we just don't want to even talk about those games although i do want to say that there was a hilarious tweet last night from some guy who apparently i guess covers the sharks he was like oh i carter hart's having a rough night it's a good thing that they have uh-oh <laughs> it, oh no martin jones <laughs> is his backup so yeah, I mean, that's about all the shade that we're going to throw uh, against Philly this year because um, we're not going to talk about those games. I, you know, I, I'm i tired of seeing the, the Philly games. I was excited about it last year. I'm, I'm done with that. So, yeah, so there are just going to be some teams that we're not going to watch. But we will put it out in a Twitter poll or a poll on Facebook or we'll put it out to you guys to tell us what you want us to watch. Now, uh, in this beginning part of the season, when it makes so much sense to have so much space in between games, instead of like in January, where they play like 14 games in 23 days or something ridiculous, (laughs) there are probably going to be some games that we're going to just watch and talk about, but... It'll be a lot more interesting as the... I was going to say, we are going to watch other games, just, you know, not go out of our way to watch games we don't want to. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's not like we're just watching 40 games or so. But you know what? There are times where it's like, I want to just sit back and watch a game that isn't the Bruins. I want to see other teams. Like, I want to see Seattle take on some, some other competition. Like I did last week before the Bruins started their season. So, you know, sometimes it's like it's good to just watch other hockey or not watch hockey at all. It's fine. So we're going to limit what we're talking about is what we're saying. But we're still going to have a somewhat cohesive and 
definitely a fun show because if we're not fun, then what are we doing? Wow. I made it sound like we're all fun and no, nothing else. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's the beginning of the season. I'll get smarter at some point. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) My words will get better. (laughs) I can't promise mine will. (laughs) You're just going to go for the puns. (laughs) that's okay we appreciate you tim yeah i think that's it and we're gonna try to keep with a better format so that we're not putting out an hour and a half of a show every week that can be a a bit much i mean who knows maybe it'll be naturally an hour and a half and then you can like listen to 45 minutes and then the other 45 minutes who knows i don't know this is a very long way of saying like uh, we're going to talk about certain games and we're going to skip other ones. Don't worry. We're going to talk about every Maple Leafs game that the Bruins play and every game against the Canadians because gosh darn it. We miss that so much. And the Leafs, I got to tell you, they're the team that keeps on giving, right? Like they didn't even have enough space enough cap space to call up a to call up a league minimum cap hit goaltender see that's what you come here for you come here for the leaf shade can i just give a, the leafs a little bit of uh of credit <laughs> getting rid of frederick anderson was probably one of the greatest moves they've done in a while well letting him go basically trading him for uh Marazic. I mean, but like, they're like the same player, except one of them is hurt more and it's not Anderson. No, Anderson has been, uh, I've watched a few Carolina Hurricanes games, I guess all two of them. But I would point out that pre-Carolina Mrazic was bad. Yes. Or at least had been for several seasons. He was at one point decent for Detroit, but then fell apart, right? (laughs) Kind of like what Boston had, then Carolina just sprinkled their goalie dust on whatever goalie. And it'd be pretty good. It ain't working on on uh, on Anderson. <laughs> and considering their backup is the permanently injured uh, Anti Ranta, they seem to have made a mistake. I don't know what the hell, Carol. Anyway, barely <laughs> talk, talking about the her. Carol, I was gonna say like it wouldn't it wouldn't have killed them Peyton and Yelkovic that much, even if they didn't really believe in him. Like seriously, it's only like what like three point eight or something he ended up getting from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> And then they spend way too much on the the offer sheet. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, but yet Dougie Hamilton was too much. I'm not a Canes fan. I mean, I'm just. I mean, they're also employing freaking Tony D'Angelo now. So yeah. Like... All right. So the offer sheet was pure revenge. Twenty dollars signing bonus. Yeah. Doing the press release in French. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it 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 wasn't Waddell. Or uh, it it was it was totally Dundon. That guy's a dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a segment we should have. Dick of the week. Ooh. We really should. I mean, I I'm not sure that Dundon's the dick of the week this week. I'm not sure who would be, but man, that guy could be dick of the week like all the time. Just there are stories. I'm not going to get into it right now. You can look him up. Mm-hmm. He sued a bankrupt league that he supplied the money for. All I'm saying, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, subprime mortgages. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> but yeah, we should really have a dick of the week or dick of the, the fortnight. Uh <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what Caroline is doing. But Code Konami is only for one year. So whatever. That yeah. problem goes away in a year. Um, that signing bonus is forever. And um, I want to know about this goalie dust. Is it kind of like a glitter? Or is it more of like a... Uh, like a, a, or, a, or is it like 70s or 80s goaltender gold to goalie dust, which is, you know, cocaine? <gasps> it's, it's a mixture of uh, cocaine, um, glitter... And the ashes of Arctis Urbe's old goalie pads. Oh, wow. That is. Well, that must smell funny. Oh, very funny. Yes. But it's got cocaine in it, so who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Your face will be numb. You won't be able to smell the goalie pads. <laughs> <laughs> who needs a sense of smell? <laughs> <laughs> This and more is the content you'll get this season. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the Bruins for, you know, we're only like 10 minutes into this or more and yeah. we haven't talked about the Bruins at all. Let's talk about that Bruins game, that season and home opener that took place 10 days after their final preseason game. Uh, it was last night at the Boston Garden against the Dallas Stars, who <laughs> I will point out a few times that I've check twitter um <laughs> jeff kept saying who's on this roster yeah, who the fuck are they like like it's a mix of who the fuck is that and oh that guy um mm -hmm. the oh that guy came out when i realized oh michael raffle's a star now huh weird <laughs> i forgot about ryan Suter. but like there was like four guys like i think like, uh, these names sounds like like joel hanley and 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 then Tanner Caro and uh, and 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 Jake and like what was it like Jacob Peterson? I'm like these are all made up names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also just weird playing a team. Well, playing any team that was outside of our weird division last year, but even more so. Whoa, Western Conference team? What what is this wild team? Well, oh, not the wild, but like it's just no, like there's, there's the stars, but there's a connection. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I will point out. Thank you, Tim. I got your joke. I I got it too. I got it too. I just I I I wanted to I wanted to point out that a couple of years ago, remember when Brett Ritchie was a Bruin that one year, that their season opener was at Dallas. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he had formerly played for the Dallas Stars. And, of course, he's the one who scored the first goal of the season, which everybody predicted. He didn't score too many goals after that. But, you know, he scored against the, the Dallas Stars. That's just how it all works out for some reason. Dallas is coming this way. They played the Rangers, I think, the the night before. They're starting out on the road. So not the night before, a couple of nights before. But anyway. Here we are. That's that's who we had as our opponent. And um, what I really loved was uh, Dallas didn't even have a shot on goal until like near the end of the first period. They ended up with five shots on goal by the end of the first period, but it was a long time coming. Jeremy Swayman was so bored. <laughs> I'm so glad that he did not fall asleep. 
like they did think about how hard Jack tried to make that like one post early on is something that required sway effort Swayman's efforts like and Jack and, and Brick were like debating whether it was whether it should count as a shot on goal or not. <laughs> I I was at the game last night and I I saw it. I it didn't even register to me that it was off the post because the way that Swayman had done something, I thought he had just stopped it, but uh it was a post. So Oh, he got it with the blocker. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did tip it, but it was never on net, so didn't count as a shot or a save, which is a little dirty. He's like, well, but he had to handle it, so come on, mm-hmm. give the boy some credit. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it is so easy for a goaltender, and we've seen Tuca do this before, uh, where it's like he hasn't had a lot of action and he just let something by. Swayman was not seeing a lot of action early, and he still was able to to be aware enough. And the goal went by him mostly because like everyone abandoned him to go into the corner and to go into the corner to fuck around with Tanner Caro instead of you know remembering that Luke Glendinning apparently still exists. Well, that uh, remembering that three <laughs> stars were uh, situated um, like between the circles. I'm like, my God, such awful positioning defensively, so bad. Well, I, I okay, I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, they fucked around and found out. Mm-hmm. And two, they did. They did, in fact, find out. Yes. Yes. Um, and I forgot that Glenn Denning was the thing. <laughs> so imagine my surprise when it's like, oh, that guy's still around. Jeremy Swayman let one by. He saw twenty six shots. That's not a lot. I mean, the way he saw them, they were, they got a little more peppered on him uh, in the second, I think, uh, in the third, but. And the first, you know, leaving the the first with five shots on goal is not a lot either. So I'm glad he didn't fall asleep. Basically, the one goal he he let by was just he had no help on. So it's just like it's going to happen. And then, you know, I think he did a really great job. I know that it was a controversial choice to have Swayman, who is the future of the Bruins right now. Well, there's just it. Like, I, uh, arguments for keeping Olmark happy didn't didn't ring terribly true to me. It's like, no, no, it's more important to keep the guy that's the the, the goaltender that's the long term future happy, right? If you piss off well, piss off Olmark and he demands a trade in a year, you know that's probably for the best for, for, for the best. Because <laughs> again, that contract was probably unnecessary. <laughs> Let, let's let's be real. I don't think Linus was sitting there saying, I'll mark this down and be mad about it later. I think he was really just fine with letting Swayman start. Yeah, I, I think he's a pretty chill dude. I mean, honestly, if you're all mark, you're just happy to not be in Buffalo anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, honestly, it probably almost doesn't matter. Like someone who got out, who's on Buffalo last year and manages to be not on Buffalo and also not on Arizona, I feel like they're going to be happy with whatever outcome comes from their season. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's a win. You've already won. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I know that uh, going into last night's game, I was excited because it was just like, all right, I want to see this kid play. You know, I think it's really shitty to be down on players for your own team before they've had a really had any chance to to prove themselves. So we saw a lot of or a fair amount of Swayman last year. 
but now we really get to watch him. Okay, so I, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the future. There are Jeremy Swayman jerseys mm-hmm. at the pro shop. I, now, if I had the ability to get into the pro shop before or after the game, that was another matter. I'm not going to go into it. It was traffic yesterday was terrible. That's it. I would have gotten one because that's how I feel about this kid. Okay, I I, I like him. I like that Bruce Cassidy feels the need to say that he's pretty normal. <laughs> I mean, like, part of me is like, that doesn't sound like a good thing to say about a goalie. Because, like, a goalie is normal. Like, I feel like that's a little bit of a red flag. But at the same time, like, Swayman doesn't seem to have any red flags. So, I mean, they're goalies. They're supposed to be fucking weird. Why else would they be goalies if they weren't fucking weird, right? But I, I think that Jeremy... Swayman is fucking weird in the fact that he seems pretty normal. Okay. We'll we'll find his quirks later, I think. Right now, this is all you need to know. There was a story written, I think, was it by Fluto over the summer in the, the Athletic or in the spring, about Jeremy Swayman, how he rises to the occasion. He is challenged, right? And then he meets, he accepts the challenge, he meets it, and then he he continues on. So that's all you need to know. Yeah, he's going to have bad games. Everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be totally fine. This is this is a wave we're going to ride, and it's going to be really cool to see it because it's been a long time since we have seen a rookie goalie in Boston. It's my first time seeing a rookie goalie. I haven't been a fan that long. Oh, apparently he was the first rookie to start the uh, the Bruins opener since Blaine um, uh, Leitcher. In like '94, it's a long time. Yep, that's a long time. So good for him. That's like now. Let's just hope his career doesn't follow uh, Letcher's um, uh, career arc. That would be uh, optimal. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're not gonna we're not entertaining that. Good vibes only right now. (laughs) Good vibes only. Um, I'm gonna sick Tim on you. By the way, last night, Ben pointed out that the graphics, the on uh, the Jumbotron is somewhere between 1.5 to two times the size that it used to be. And you can also see like underneath if you're sitting at a certain level, you can see some things underneath uh, the Jumbotron, like a little panel. Uh, So it's pretty cool. And they changed the graphics on there. So it's not the same bear that they used to play for, you know, during goals and stuff. Uh, it looks a little bit different. And he goes, they changed the bear. And I'm like, well, I want to point out that while the Bruins are technically bears, you know, it, it's it's a term that comes from like the Dutch or the French or something like that. I, I will point out that Jeremy Swayman is a main black bear great. So they might have changed it to to look a little bit like a mix between the two, a darker bear but still a grizzly. So there you go. Anyway, that's probably not it at all. They just changed the graphics. It's fine. Um, Last night, if I had had the opportunity before the game, I was going to put out on Twitter who you thought the first, uh, the first goal of the season would come from. Cause you know, usually we have some kind of quirky, like first goal of the season, you know, like it was Brett Ritchie that one year was Nick Ritchie. The first goal last year. Oh, yeah, I think it was, continuing the Richie uh, brotherhood. 
Yeah, rookies in consecutive seasons, yeah. Yeah, so for me, I was thinking, I was thinking it was going to be Jake DeBrusque. I will point out that I'm wearing the shirt that I wore last night, and you might not be able to see it, but it is a DeBrusque shirt. Oh, yes. I'm not sure if you all knew this, but DeBrusque is Spanish for of brush. <laughs> Yeah, you change the bit. Usually, usually you go with French with French for of brusque. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish today. Um, it's, it's insert romance language here for of yes. brusque. <laughs> and actually, it really is. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, so I thought it was going to be Jake DeBrusque, and I was wrong, only partly wrong, because this year's first goal of the season made complete sense. It was Brad Marchand. It was Brad, but it was also, but it, but it was, you know, but it wasn't a normal goal. It was so yeah. exciting, so exciting, uh, because he got fouled, basically on his way by Ryan Suter, by the way, on his who way. Had a, who had a, who had a hilariously awful game? Like, thank God, Bruins didn't sign him to that four-year deal. <sighs> Suter was awful last night, like taking penalties, doing stupid shit like that blowing coverage it was it was difficult to watch a player that's been generally a model of consistency his entire career <laughs> he's getting older and his skills are declining that's all i'm saying he just may not be well suited for it anymore. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> i'm glad the bruins weren't really a suitor for that suitor okay anyway was <laughs> right for signing him to that deal. I, I don't think I've ever seen a penalty shot live. But the oh. minute that it was, uh, I knew it was going to be Brad taking the penalty shot because he was the guy who was uh, fouled upon. I guess we'll say. I was like, he's got this. He's got this. It's it's Brad. Uh, aside from that one time. When he blew the the whole shootout chance and they lost the game, <laughs> it's Brad. I, I, you know, that was that was a mistake that that happens. Or no, it only happened to Brad that one time. But I knew that he had that penalty shot, and I knew it's like you know, knowing that Holtby was in net, I still had the the ghost of Holtby, you know, floating around in my head. But I knew that Brad had that shot, and he did, and it was glorious and beautiful, and everybody loved it. Maybe not Brayden Holpe, but everybody else did. I mean, like, but like, fuck Brayden Holpe. To give him just give in Holby general some credit, though, he he played very well last night, and um, very well in the Stars opening game before he suffered dehydration. Mm, yeah, I wasn't expecting Holpe to play because I saw something flash upon my athletic notifications. But like, also, like, I, I would have thought they would have played Dobby in Boston, just you know. I spent a non-trivial portion of his career here, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but no. Well, I mean, honestly, I think Holtby gave you a better shot because Holtby had been so strong for such a long time against Boston. Well, there's just it. That was one thing that I took, that I took, I took home at the end of the game. It's like, we just won a game against Braden Holtby. I know he most of the time sucks now, but like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that Holtby is really great if he has a good defense in front of him. He did not have that in in Vancouver last year, and he didn't really have that in in front of him last night. 
It was okay. It was, it was good enough, but not mm-hmm. good enough. Because even the final goal, which we haven't gotten to yet, could have been a possible penalty shot again, had it not turned out to be a goal. Um, but anyway, uh, look, I don't want to completely piss on Braden Holpe. He is a proud turtle parent and his his turtles have made it back across the border so good for him i like turtles <laughs> oh okay you're just a kid in a zombie mask is that it <laughs> i i said that and then i thought about that i'm like oh great <laughs> so in the first the first period we had uh brad taking the penalty shot and making it and i never doubted for a second that he was going to do that because I have a lot of confidence in Brad. Oh, by the way, did you notice who was wearing the other A last night? Which I'm assuming he's sharing with somebody on the road. But yeah, did, did you happen to notice who's wearing the other A last night? I, I didn't, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. It was it was Brandon Carlo. Of course it was Brandon Carlo. I mean, I figured you were fishing, but the way you fr- but the way you said it was like, uh, it was like, nah, she would, you shouldn't be this reserved if it was Carlo. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I, I I was fishing. I wanted somebody else to say it because sometimes I show my pride for my boy that way by having other people make the announcement. So yeah, I, I'm assuming he's going to share it on the road with somebody, but because they didn't announce him as the full time alternate captain like uh like brad is brad got announced at the end with patrice so i'm assuming he's sharing it with somebody i don't know who it is though uh who do you think it would be maybe charlie my guess which charlie oh um uh (laughs) my guess would be coil to be perfectly honest the way the team's talked about it it sounds like they're still not interested in handing an official leadership role to to, to um, McAvoy. They just wanted to focus on kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, Well, but, yeah, I think that's a good way know. to do it. Um, I think it's a good way to do it. But I also think, like, you could give them the A on the road. I guess we'll find out this week, won't we? Because they're going to be on the mm. road. Yeah. But anyway, I'm very happy and excited that he's got the A at home. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, in the second, they let in... Swayman let in the goal by Glenn Dinning, but that was it. He let in nothing else. It was great. But Jake DeBrusque, man, I'm really hoping. I know that we talked about it. Why do people like Jake DeBrusque? Why do they not accept that he's had some really crappy seasons? I want Jake to have a strong season this year. I just want him to have a strong season. Well, there's just it. Like, you have to want him to have a strong season, right? Even if you don't think he's really a long-term part of this team, and I don't, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys on left wing knocking for that position down the road, right? But if we need him to have a strong season to make sure they get good value out of out of him next offseason when they trade his rights. <laughs> I mean, also him playing well and having a good season helps the Bruins, which is like a good thing. So like rooting for his failure, kind of like, why would you do that when his not failing helps the team? Yep. And I am not as cynical as Jeff is. <laughs> and I'm going to say that I want Jake to have a good season for Jake. 
it will it will do everything that you're talking about. It will increase his value if you should have to trade him. It will improve the team if Jake DeBrusque has a good season. And I think it will just improve him. Like his, his because we I, I know that he's been dealing with something. We don't know what he's been dealing with. Whether it's a lack of confidence, whether it was being knocked in the head a few too many times by Kadri and whoever else in that, that Toronto series, whether it was the COVID anxiety and the isolation of last year, whether it was all of that shit, he's been going through something. I want him to have a good year. I want him to bounce back. And I think, I think the psychology of being moved down from the second line to the third line will improve him because there's, there's going to be less pressure on him which will allow him a little more room to grow. It's like last night we had some results. We we had Jake DeBrus getting a goal, getting down down there. He's got uh, Felino and Howla both assisted on that goal. You know? That line had had good look there. Particularly yeah. DeBrus and Howla, there's definitely something to that pair to that blow. Yes. Yes, so I want to see more. That's what's great. I want to see more of this. Um, I, I kind of love watching the old man Felino using his whole body like, nope, you got to get around me. It's like my dog when I want to get out of the house. Like, nope, you have to go around my whole body to get out or I'm coming with you. You know, it's that kind of mentality. And I, so I'm kind of I'm loving the big like, here's my butt. You got to get around my butt. But yeah, I mean, there, there's something between uh, Howla and, and DeBrusque. Let's see it flourish. I think it's great. Last night, I was not too crazy about the fourth line. I felt like they were just messy at times. You know, so Frederick is a very obvious weak link there. Yeah. Very obvious weak link. Like, I'm just like, he doesn't, he doesn't even look like a tweener the way he's, the way he played yesterday in an otherwise strong game for everyone. Yeah. Coolman's Coolman. You know, you, you know what you get, right? He's gonna. It's 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 not a clean game, but he's always gonna forecheck relentlessly. I think Nozick deserves better wingers. Yes, I, I think liked so. what I saw from him last night as well, despite what he was working with. I I don't think Nozick is the problem on that line. I think he's an improvement. <laughs> he's an improvement on Corrali. He's he's faster. He gets down dirtier in front of the net. He he makes things happen a little bit more. Yes, I agree with that. Do I still love Noel Achari? I do. So I'm not comparing him to him. But Noshik is doing a good job getting down to where he needs to be. But the passing was not clean. You know, there's like Kuhlman gets down, down the ice and he is not taking the decision to like make a shot on net. That one thing. He's like passing it around and like... It was like the final seconds of the second period, I think it was. And it was like, it was so frustrating to watch. Well, can, which is interesting for him, considering this is his last shot to be in NHL at really, right? He has to demonstrate he deserves that spot over Lazar when Lazar comes back. And if he keeps playing like that, well, they're not going to hesitate to put you on waivers there, brother. <laughs> if Lazar has the same amount of speed, and I don't really remember what Lazar is like speed-wise... If he got down there, I don't think that he would make those choices because he's more seasoned. He's 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 not as fast as Coolman, but I think he's more he's more regardless of the of, of, of the weird antics when he was back when he was with Ottawa, he's a much more cerebral player, I think. Coolman 
Coleman's a battler, and that's great and all, but like he's limited by his own skills. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I want that fourth line to gel a little bit more. You know, I I know the fourth line on on a Bruins team is not necessarily you know expected to be putting up huge amounts of points, but I think that Noshik is trying. So, the other guys have got to get in tune with him. That's all. Uh, so it, the fourth line was a little tough to watch at times last night. Um, the first line sometimes was a little tough to watch. Other than Brad, they um both both, both Pasta and Berkey got knocked off pucks more than a few times, specifically by Heiskanen. Um, uh, watching Heiskanen, I'm like, wow, you know what he is? He's the he's the left the actual left side shot defenseman we've wanted to put next to but next to McAvoy because he's. The guy can't make a play to save his life, but he can stop anything that comes his way. So, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Brad Marchand last night when he was plowing I mean, towards. No, the- <laughs> not for lack of, not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Jack, I think Jack wanted high school and dragged out behind, uh, dragged out behind the garden and shot out after that for, for that too. Like he just lost his mind. I'm like, I mean, like. Falling down and gra- wrapping your arm around him, uh, Brad's leg—that is kind of dirty. But like, breathe. I know it's not your strong area, but fucking breathe, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help but look at that and laugh. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I mean, hockey's I'm truly bad. <laughs> he was just holding on for dear life. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm even making knew where the skate blade was, like, so he wouldn't get, you know, what. What happened to Hints there earlier in the game? Oh, yeah. Falling face first into someone else's escape lane. Oh, I yeah. can't believe he came back. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see that happen. That 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 does suck. And But it is, I mean, these guys have like basically like sharp knives on the bottom of their feet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's avoidable to a, an extent and not avoidable after a certain extent. So... Oh my God. Yeah. So I, you don't want to see that. I, I did not like seeing that, but I mean, the high school thing, I just, I'm sorry. It was just hilarious to me, partly because nobody got hurt. Uh, if somebody had gotten hurt, then I'd probably think a little bit differently, but I just thought it was like funny because I did see I mean, the broadcast later where he was uh, like, Oh, it's a mm-hmm. slew foot. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, no, he even said, well, maybe not. It's like Jack wanted it to be a suspendable play, but then he couldn't figure out what penalty it would be called. Well, Jack, the, it's, that would be a hold, which is never a suspendable play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I was just like, oh, okay, so Heiskanen wanted to be called for holding if 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 Brad M, uh, missed it, basically. You know, so I'm like, is that going to be I mean, be strictly another- speaking, he should have been called for holding regardless whether the puck went in, but... <laughs> But we know the reality of the situation. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's true. They had six men. Bruins were outmanned there. But I just thought it was hilarious. And it's like, and it's Brad. Like Brad, it, Brad to be on the good side of this hilarious thing is, I love it. I just, have I told you how much I love Brad Marchand? I don't know if I've told you enough. It's come up. It's come up, yeah. For a long time. I have been a Brad Marchand lover for a long time. I mean, not that kind of lover because, like, no, I don't right, want right, any, right. No, not, I don't want any part of that. But, you know, I love Brad Marchand. I have not been ashamed to say that ever in my life. I still don't I, have a Brad Marchand jersey or jersey. I, I, I have need a, to rectify that. I have a Brad Marchand jersey now. <gasps> nice! 
it's it so oh man if my friend's listening to this i'm sorry so it was a birthday gift and i, I really appreciate it however it is definitely a knockoff without a doubt a knockoff but you know what it's a thought that counts is the h before the c <laughs> Marhand. <laughs> no no you get just the, the stitching like you know like the little bear on the shoulders yep oh it oof all right, so basically that was the game last night. Uh, you know, once Oh, one more comment. Derek Forbort honestly acquitted himself fairly well in the top pairing. I didn't really expect that. Mm-hmm. And Cassidy's comments after the game's like, well, if he's playing well, don't really notice him. And he's like, you know what, you're right. He's just like Kevin Miller and Adam Quaid back in the day. He's a good Milford man. Mm-hmm. Neither to be seen nor heard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed his size out there, but I didn't notice him doing anything Honest, Oh, God, when, when he and Carlo are on the ice at the same time during the penalty kill, that wingspan, including sticks, discovers the full width of the ice, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Love my big defenseman. Yeah, each of those guys had about five and a half, a little bit more of a shorthanded time. It was quite a bit. I mean, Bruins were on the penalty kill a lot last night. And uh, did well, so. Yeah. And Howla Noshik seems to be the second forward unit for the power play, yeah, for the penalty kill now, based on yesterday as well. well. So, you know, replacing the replacing the Corrali-Wagner pairing, right? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take it. They, they did well. And they're, they're both fast enough, like, they're the kind of pairing that should generate at least, you know, short-handed chances. With some regularity. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. I was not wild about the free agent signings because I think that there's still that part of me that wants to hear like a big name, right? But it's like when I got to see Haula and Noshik in preseason, I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is good. I like this. Keep this up. Noshik is for the first time in years playing on a two-year deal. So it's good for him to like be like, I'm going to take all the shots that I can and I'm going to get down deep and do that. And Howla likes to do that too. So it's like, this is good. Let's, let's keep this up. I love it. Good game. You know, the Bruins managed to do something that the Tampa Bay Lightning did not manage to do in their first game. Oh, what would that be? They won it. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also it's kind of hilarious how how awful um uh, blackhawks after like spending a fucking fortune this summer to become good have ba- how bad they've been bad i mean math is throwing games out of spite <laughs> oh my and, god i i just i feel like uh i i think that their coach is supposed to be on the hot seat right now for losing i mean like uh, three games uh, on the road I was going to say, I don't know how he isn't fired like tomorrow morning. Because, like, a team that just spent that much money. And Flurry's doing that thing where he's. He forgot how to play goalie again. Yeah, it's it's like during those um uh, d- during the um uh, parade of first round exit years in uh in uh in Pittsburgh, you know, and they kept trying to find him a serviceable backup. Mm-hmm. During that weird stretch where he lost the starting position to Thomas Bokun, of all people. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Look, I don't really care if Chicago sucks. <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, all, all most of their decision makers who were involved in the whole, 
in, 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 in that whole um, uh, sexual assault fiasco are all still there. So like the term team deserves nothing good ever. And like, I don't want to wish ill on Seth Jones because he seems like a delight, but like, I want him to be bad because of what it means for that team. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's like, you know what, Seth Jones, you're going to get all that fucking money either way. So like, enjoy dude. I love Seth Jones and I will never wish ill on him. So I'm going to stay silent on that, but I didn't, I'm I'm not wishing him ill. I'm just wishing ill on the Blackhawks with him as my instrument. All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I misinterpreted it. I misinterpreted it, but also let's just point out Mark Bergevin was also part of that team. And then this summer he decided to uh, draft that piece of shit, Logan Melu in the first round, in the first round, first yeah. round. So, and you know somehow what? The, and somehow the four or five teams almost certainly would have taken him in the second round. Is supposed to make it better. It doesn't. Just, no. You don't know what teams those are. No, none of this. None of this <laughs> We makes can it say confidently that our team was not one of them because the Bruins didn't have a second round pick. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for being the moral high ground Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> We're not having a second pick. Oh god! Well, the I, point I, is, the point is, they didn't need to have an opinion, <laughs> right? I I don't think the Bruins would have drafted him anyway. I think they they're just like mm, controversy. Let's not really do that. Although they did draft Lysel, who apparently has a work issue or something. I don't know. Worth ethic is not that bad of a deal compared to. I mean, no. is this a work ethic thing, or is it a he thought more of himself than he really warranted this past season? Because what he actually needed was like he needed more minutes than he was getting on one team, but then when he got traded, they got he got too many. Somewhere in between was clearly what he actually needed. <laughs> I, you know but, what? Yeah. I'm never going to say don't bet on yourself. I mean, I have a hard time betting on myself, but I'm not going to tell somebody else to not bet on themselves. So there you go. So moving along, let's talk about some Bruins news. Okay. First of all, one of the things that was announced, I know there's a bigger piece of news. I'm, I'm going to get to it. Okay. As the roster was being whittled down, the Bruins decided to take Chris Wagner and John Moore and send them down to Providence. Now, John Moore was brought back up when Curtis Lazar went on Did Moore ever actually sent, or did he just clear waivers and then never get sent down? He, he cleared and was never sent down. He cleared waivers, was never sent down, and then put back on the active roster when Lazar was put on IR. It was a transactional thing. Whether or not he'll go down to Providence at some point, we'll see. And why keeping him? They like, <laughs> Sweeney likes carrying eight defensemen. And he's the closest thing to a fourth string right, right shot D we have right now. I will point out, of course, he's left shot, but that's neither here nor there. He that plays. said, he's still available in Providence. Send him down and occur the extra cap space. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, you know, like that daily cap space, it adds up. It, it means something at the deadline. Fucking do it. I mean, if we're as if in all likelihood this team is trading for Tom, for Thomas Hurdle in February, they should be fucking ready for it. I, I think that <laughs> Bruce Cassidy said basically he wanted them both to be based – paper transactions where it was like we send their contracts to Providence, but they still stay up here and practice and do the things that they can do without being on the team roster. So, so it's only Wagner who is actually technically in Providence now. Tim, did you say, has he played yet? Yeah, he played yesterday. He's for playing him. as we speak. Oh yeah. 
He's been playing on a uh, first line down down there with um, uh, Studnika and uh, Lauko, I believe. Yeah. They have to have yeah. was the one I wasn't certain if I got right there or not, but yeah. <laughs> he had like five or six shots on goal yesterday because it was the, they had their first game of the year yesterday as well. I mean, he didn't look bad down there, but like just because he looks okay there doesn't mean he's going to look okay in the NHL. I feel like he, he's kind of like a like a 4A type player where he's not necessarily NHL material, but he's also better than a lot of the competition in the AHL. Right. Bruce Cassidy said they basically are acknowledging that there were other players who did better than him in camp. And that is what this whole thing reflects is that he's down in the AHL because there were players who beat him out. It was the same thing for Moore. Both players were beaten by other people in, in camp. Moore just happens to be lucky because our defensemen usually suffer injuries. So, but like usually, John Moore is one of the ones that suffers injuries. I mean, you actually look at how many games he's played on this contract. It's it's not uh, it's not pretty. You know, it's no, it's a combination of being I, injured and not good, not good enough to be top six. So, yeah, the contract has always bothered me. I've never understood it. I don't feel a need to reiterate that other than what I just said. Well, I said the big thing there was like it's a it was a bad misread by the team on what Matt Grizzlick was. Because mm. remember, originally the two of them were probably going to compete for compete for ice time. Yep, uh, Matt Grizzlick's on the six uh, man defensive roster there, and uh, John Moore isn't. So, okay. Um, Okay, so let's get to the really big piece of news. The piece of news that everybody's been waiting for for a long time. I know, you've been waiting for it too. I've got a dog that's growling behind me. Oh, there we go. You come over here and I pet you. That's a very good thing. Anyway, uh, Charlie McAvoy finally signed an extension. It was alluded to like a few days ago by... Uh, Cam Neely, I think he said it on like Tuesday or something that they were working on an extension between the Bruins and his camp. And then it was announced and, on and Friday. And a morning. few sources, yeah, on Thursday, like just after Neely's appearance there, a few different media people, I think Kirk Lodeke, as well as Fried, as well as Elliot Friedman, both like said it would be like eight years, nine and a half, somewhere around there. And sure enough. Yep. It's a eight years, $76 million contract at nine with an AAV of $9.5 million. Like a lot of contracts uh, of that kind of financial heft, it is broken up in into different increments and it has some interesting new no move clauses and stuff. So, okay. So for starters, yeah, Bruins are not usually big signing bonus uh, team, right? Uh, there are signing bonuses of at least 3 million every year of the contract. But I'll point out there's none of, none of, not a single one of these are that stupid, you know, $8 million signing bonus, $1 million salary. No, 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 no. Every, uh, every single year, um, there's at least $3.75 in, in actual salary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to rattle off all the structure. It'll just take forever to read it. But the point is bonuses every year, but they're not like, but they're not colossal uh, absolute buyout proof bonuses. Not that it matters in this case. So, he wasn't eligible for any kind of clauses for the first two seasons. So for 22, 23, and 23, 24, he's got no no protection. But starting in 24, 25, he's got the no no movement in the no movement clauses. So from July 1st, 2024, 
to May 31st, 2028, he's got the full full no movement. From July 1st, 2028 to May 31st, 2029, he's got a player submits a 10-team trade list. And then for the last year of the contract, so that's from June 1st, 2029 to June 30th, 2030, player submits a 10-team no trade list. All right. Charlie, of course, uh, says loves Boston. He's moved here for full time uh, that he pl- fully plans on, you know, remaining with the team for the rest of his career. Yeah, we know that those things change, but uh, this is what he said. So it's like it was easy for him to make an eight year commitment beyond this year. And of course, uh, what was it? It was it Wyshynski who said, wow, uh, Cam Neely must think a lot of this kid. Uh, to put that kind of term and money uh, on the table to keep him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that they didn't, you know, cram him down on a, uh, on a, on, on a, uh, team, a more team friendly deal too, right? That's just not how this team rolls. Yep. Well, no, they, they know they have something special in Charlie McAvoy. And while he hasn't maybe hit the, the early peaks that somebody like an Adam Fox or a Kale McCarr or whatever have, have gotten with their Norris wins. He's a better all-around defensive than either all-around defenseman than I or either of them. They just put up big fucking points. Yeah, and I happened to point out uh, earlier when I, I had written something for Bobby DeBerge about how I thought the comparable was going to be Seth Jones, and he has better numbers mm-hmm. all around for Seth Jones. So that meant he was automatically nine point five million and more. So. To get him at 9.5 now instead of waiting, I think is a very smart thing. Well, compared to the other deals that were signed this year, he's better than Jones. He's probably better. He's better than Nurse. He's better than Wierenski. Of the gigantic um, uh, defenseman contracts um, um, that were signed this past summer, only Makar and and depending on one's view of Dougie, are the only ones that might be of his caliber or better. You know what? (laughs) It's interesting you bring up Dougie. Because isn't there a direct comparison there? Because wasn't Dougie supposed to be the the top guy on the the right side? The the, the the long-term right-side defenseman who apparently has a three-year expiry date. Everywhere. Um, (laughs) Yep. So good luck with that in New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to say, you know what I like about Charlie over Dougie? And I know it sounds very... uh, uh, very caveman-like, troglodyte, I guess is the term I would... He hits, and he can be hit. Mm-hmm. And whether you like that in hockey or not, that's just a skill set that happens in hockey. Okay? You got to be able yeah. to hit somebody, and you got to be able to take the hit. These are two things. They're, they're mutually exclusive, but they're also just two things that you should need, need to do, that you should do in, in hockey. It's not like you're a place kicker. Right. <laughs> in football. <laughs> so it's like you got to be able to to defend and be part of the offense and be able to hit and take the hit. And that is stuff that Dougie was not able to demonstrate here. So there. I I like that about Charlie. Charlie's a tough guy. He does not want you to get away with anything either. So, good for Chucky. I'm very happy about it. And it's great that they did it. It's so good they did it now. Yes. Even if he doesn't win a, win a Norris this year, like the fact that he's going to be getting top power play time through the season 
it's going to, it would have added at least a million on that if they waited until the spring. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I, I just want to say too, not that the contract's bad at all. There's no way in this is that this contract is bad. I think in a couple of years, we're going to be like, Oh wow, I can't believe he's only making nine and a half million dollars. I mean, again, if my prediction comes right and he wins a Norris next spring, it's already fantastic. Yeah, he's already locked up. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, it's just like, okay, go, okay, Ch- okay, Chuck, go off. Absolutely go off now. There is no risk. Of- <laughs> I mean, it seems to me that they've just said, you're the heir apparent to Zidane Chara. You're not the exact same player, but you're the heir apparent. You know, and that eventually this will be your team. So, because he's the guy who's locked up forever, you know, and and whatnot. Um, now, I don't want to get too. We can talk about this at a different time. What what the contract means for the team? The team doesn't really have to sign too many players next year. Uh, they've got a lot of people who are locked they up. They have enough money. They have enough money there to be able to resign their only their only two major expiring contracts. Like every other expiring contract would be under a million. The only ones of any concern are Briggy and uh, and Debrusque, and you can get those those in under those numbers. Right, <laughs> and, and we can talk about that at a later date. Um, so I, you know, what this does mean is that the Rangers are fucked next summer when when Adam Fox's deal comes up. <laughs> oh, Keeping in mind, they're already paying eleven point six to Panarin. Um, they're starting to pay eight point five to Zabanishad next summer. Yeesh. And they're also already paying eight million to to Truba. <laughs> yep, this I mean, is they, be they have cap space for it, but also not very many players under contract. Well, you know they fired all of their uh, front office personnel last year, so uh, and then hired somebody else. So good luck. Good and luck. I mean, and also they were up shit creek because there was nothing they could do, right? I mean. Fox won that won that Norris last year before he was eligible for his re-up. So, yep. well, blah, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, well. All right. So, um, Tim, I know that the Providence Bruins season is very young. It's burgeoning, and there's a game that's going on right now. But what can you tell us about the first game? Yesterday, uh, they in fact won their first game, uh, two to one in a shootout. Their first goal of the year was scored by none other than defenseman Tyler Linton, who is new to the team this year. Um, he was a, I think, a 2013 seventh round draft pick of someone. Oh, and he really just like a career AHLer. I think he's got like 10 career NHL games. And almost like 300 career AHL games. So, like, he's just kind of <clears throat> a bounce around defenseman. And then their goalie was, what is it, Groshek, I believe. He was in net to start the game. Grozik. But after the first period, in the first period, Grozik. Grozik. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He was the goalie in the first period. Um, stopped 15 of 16 shots in the first period, a little body injury. Um, and then Kyle Kaiser came in and played the second, third, and then obviously overtime and the shootout and stopped all, I believe it was 19 shots he faced. And he even blocked his, uh, his, both of his, um, 
shootout chances as well. Both Jesper Froden and uh, Jack Stanika scored their uh, shootout goals. So that was cool. Uh, the first goal of the year was assisted by uh, Jack Ashan. Oh, I can't remember the other one off the, the other person on the top of my head, but uh, Ashan looked really good all game. Um, he was kind of one of the better players they had all game. Right now, currently, they're losing three two to Hartford. Uh, last night they were they played the. Bridgeport Islanders, who changed their name to the Islanders oh. from the Sound Tigers this season. Such a um, shame, by the way. Sound Tigers was the coolest name in the AHL. And yeah, it, made, it was a good name. They made no it made no sense. Was great. It's great. <laughs> it was great. It was really good, and they changed it apparently to like show their strength and unity with the Islanders or some bullcrap that they spun. Um, and Today, they're losing to the Hartford Wolfpack 3-2 right now in the second. Um, it looks like Kaiser's having a rough game. They've only had 11 shots on goal, and he's given up three goals. So that's not great. Um, Callum Booth has been is his backup, put up and called up for his backup. And uh, there are two goals right now. The first goal was scored by Studnika, and it was assisted by Lauko. Second goal was uh, Samuel Aslan, and that was assisted by Oscar Steen and Erho Vakanainen. Erho! So, there you have it. Um, I mean, this is one of the two teams that they played a bunch last season, Hartford. Basically, they played in a three-team division last year because of COVID, and it was them... Hartford and Bridgeport basically. And then they played one game out of that out of those two against Utica. Um it was supposed to be two games against Utica, but Utica ended up having um COVID problems. So they only ended up playing one game last year against Utica. So yeah. I mean, after these two games, they have I think three games next weekend. They will start playing uh, other teams finally, which is nice because I am sick of seeing Bridgeport and I'm sick of seeing Hartford. I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw last night that Mark Diver, Mark Diver. I can never know what his name is. I should know this. He, uh, he had a tweet saying, why is the Providence goalie leaving the net? Uh, he didn't seem to know what the point, um, but uh sounds like it was an injury. So yeah. Lower body. That's all they said was a lower body. So we're going to try to keep up with the uh, P Bruins a little bit more. And, and, and Tim pays a, a good amount of attention to them. So Tim will be your point guy. You can talk to him about that on Twitter or you can <clears throat> ask questions or, or whatnot. So yeah, we're going to try to keep up with the baby Bruins too. So that's cool. All right, guys. Um, I think that we have, uh, We've said a lot of stuff about the Bruins. I don't know if we have anything more to add or if it's time to wrap things up. Okay. So, uh, scheduled for the next two weeks. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, because they can't, you know, put together a sensible schedule for this team, um, team has, a, after today, two more days off. So, um, game two of the season is on Wednesday. October 20th in Philadelphia. So it's a gritty game. Ooh, it's 
that's a great occasion. Seven thirty. Seven thirty p.m. Uh, following it up on Friday, that's the twenty second, seven p.m. Ugh, in Buffalo. Wow. So neither of us, we don't want to talk about those games, but I'm just going to tell you that the the Wednesday night game is a national broadcast on TNT. Uh, And uh, the 7 p.m. Buffalo game, if you're not in the Nesson viewing area, you can watch on ESPN Plus on Hulu. It'll be interesting to see which uh, version of the stream shows up in the event I choose to watch that game on my uh, on 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 the NHL. um, I'm uh, streaming in Canada. Hmm, we'll see. Um, anyway, then uh, next home game would be on a week today, the 24th of October, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So it's a huge manatee against the Sharks. Oh, wow. A manatee on a Sunday. That's that's bizarre. That is unusual. Manatee yeah. against the Sharks. So much ocean life. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I don't know how a manatee would hold up against the sharks. I mean, it's not like it's a, you know, an outboard motor. So, is that a bad joke? I don't know if that was a bad joke or not. <laughs> you know, some days you just hope that a joke lands, right? Um, uh, it's probably a bad joke. Um, uh, yeah. So. Okay. Seriously, so, don't hit, don't hit manatees without our motors, people. Anyway, um, no, no. Then, then two more road games back to back. Twenty seventh, uh, seven p.m. Eastern time, and in Florida, um, which should be interesting. It's, you know, Florida's oh, supposed to be the hot, it's supposed to be the hot team this year. So, and of course, the team that. Boston is presumably fighting to, you know, act to be third, third in the Atlantic rather than being a, um, a wild card team, presumably. Anyway, anyway, follow that up next day, the twenty eighth, seven p.m. Eastern time at Carolina. It's the game that I believe um, uh, Nicholas here is going to be at. I will definitely be there. Yeah, because I think that's the only time they play in Carolina this year, right? Oh yeah, uh, they they play. They Carolina plays in Boston twice this year, but Boston only plays in Carolina once. So I'm going to that game. Excellent. Excellent. And then lastly, on the 30th, which would be the last one before we record next, Florida again at home, 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Garden. Guess who's going to that game? So, Ooh. Oh. You? Oh, yeah. When the schedule was announced, I, I told Ben, I want to go to that game. And he's like, Okay. And so he, what it will entail, entail is, one, I get to see Sonora Lachari. Two, I'm going to wear my brand new special pants that I've not worn yet. And three, he's going to make fun of me uh, because there'll be a lot of spooky music. And he's Ooh. and last time that we went to a, a pre-Halloween game, he made fun of me all the time. He's like, they're playing this song because it's Halloween. Um, <laughs> as if I did not know my goth music or thriller. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> so make so things anyway, fun. that means we'll. Oh, make things fun. Um, uh, if we ahead. want, I, I have a lot of Bruins jerseys now. I've acquired way too many over the past six months. I'll put a Twitter poll, see which one I should wear to the, the, the Canes game. <laughs> yes, this sounds exciting. I mean, like my vote would be to like just, you know, wear the most anachronistic one you have. But I don't know what that would be. Hmm. Jason Allison, no. I mean, I have that would be epic. I have two jerseys from the late '90s, 
um, which are just Who's blank. on them? Oh, they're blanks. Okay. And then I have one from 89 or 90, but it's also blank. So I got some, like, and they're trashy. See, see, uh, I feel like the jersey to wear to Carolina would be like an 89 or 90 Glenn Wesley jersey, but presumably that's not what you own. No, no. The, the Well, again, well, when the time comes closer to the, to the puck drop game day, we'll, I'll put pictures up for everything and people can vote. All anyway, right. listeners, Sounds so like to be clear, when we put the vote out there for which game we're going to watch, it'll either be the Sharks... The Panthers, Carolina, or the Panthers again. Please don't vote for the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. And it's a new team, but, like, is it really? Yes, we will not be talking about the Philadelphia nor the Buffalo games. You're right. Uh, the Sharks, I can be, I, you know, I can be convinced to not put that in a poll. Money helps. I like money. Uh, chocolates very good um if you want to come and walk my dog uh that's even better but anyway uh my point is is that uh yeah i'll figure out that polling and i will put that out but that gives me a couple of days to at least figure it out so i'm personally i'm hoping that people will just be doing the smart thing and saying hey why don't you watch both games with nolachari in them because it's a good rhode island boy mm-hmm. and talk about both of those games compare and contrast and selfishly i hope they pick the carolina game and maybe it'll be one of each. That's true. Oh. Yes. There you go. There you go. Maybe it's a home and away. You know? We'll figure it out. So, all right. Sounds good. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying the Tuca moment. But my dog is seriously like, let's go now. So. Okay. So, um, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us everywhere. <laughs> to wherever your favorite podcasts are found <laughs> um you can talk to us uh, on facebook we're at barely on topic podcast and on twitter we're at barely on topic then of course there's all of our ind- individual twitter accounts i jeff am at dr Hengrenade. i am at tim a richardson i'm at nick baggio and i am at okay boomer it is time to go for a walk dot com also known as that va from ri <laughs> Word!